I'm just excited to be a part of something that's bigger than myself. Amen. You should, you should find great pleasure in being a part of something that's not the same old thing, but we doing different things. We have a day. I don't know if y'all know that. That's a big deal. Like, sweetest day, Valentine's Day, love people day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, when you see that every September 30th, you can be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's my church. You understand? Amen. So, we're excited. Let's get right into this word. Go to John chapter 13. Verse 34, and I'm going to give you a little insight on this love thing, and we'll pray and then we'll get out of here. Amen. So appreciative uh, for allowing my pastor to see another day. He, he really has no idea uh, the impact that he has on my life. And I know this ain't no poem, your pastor day or nothing like that. But for me, I've learned how to honor the voice of God on earth in my life. And he has told me a lot of things that I did not agree with, but <laughs> that's still my man. See, y'all don't like this type of stuff. Pastor don't mean nothing to y'all no more, but I appreciate my man. God. Hey Amen. John chapter 13, verse 34. Uh, are you there? It says these words. We're going to read 34 and 35. He says, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Verse 35. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have loved one another. I want to talk for a few moments from this thought. Love makes the difference. Love makes the difference. Um, I appreciate this because you got to understand that the foundation of a true life in Christ should be love. That should be the foundation of what we do as believers. And one thing I do understand that it's challenging to live a fulfilled life in him without experiencing his love. Okay, I'll say that again. It's challenging to live a fulfilled life in him without experiencing his love. Somebody say his love. Please understand that there are various types of love and, and that you can share and that you can have a uh, participate in, but there's nothing like the love of God. Amen. Now, I want to talk about three types of love before we get in this, because I believe that a lot of people are experiencing a love, but it's not the love that you need to move forward in your life. Amen. And so three types of love, if I can go into this. Uh, the first love I want to talk about is called philios. Philios in the Greek. If y'all don't know how to speak Greek, this is your first word in Greek. Say philios. Philios love, if you listen to it, you can tell that it's already connected to the word philia, which is where we get the word Philadelphia. Philadelphia, we all know, is the city of brotherly love. And so when you talk about a philios love, we recognize that its meaning is from that word Philadelphia. And this is the love of friendship. This is the love of best friends. This is the love that you have for your brother or your sister. It's the fellowship of being with those you enjoy. Now watch this. Although philia or philios is a wonderful type of love, it's, it is, it's not reliable since it's also held compatible or it's based on circumstance and situation. Uh, you can love somebody, but at some point if they treat you the wrong way, you can disconnect them with no hesitation. Y'all ain't... Anybody had ever had to cut somebody? Okay, maybe it's me. 
That's filios love. Now, unfortunately, when you go into the New Testament and it talks about these type of loves, philia is not the word which we use. That's not the love that expresses the love of God. Amen. Now, the second word or the second type of love is uh, eros. Eros. It's where we get the word erotic. Erotica. Uh, which is connected to lust. Now there's a very couple, there's a couple of very interesting characteristics about Eros. Eros loves, first, in order to, for it to exist, is depending upon the situation and the circumstance. So it's based on how I feel when I'm in that moment. Now I know y'all saved now, and I would have you go back, but I don't want the spirit of lust to hit the house. But you do remember when you were with somebody, and in that moment, based on how you feel, you felt some type of way. Uh, I would call Marvin Gaye because he describes it best. He says, when I get that feeling, okay, y'all know what I'm talking about. That's called Yeros. It's based on uh, the circumstance and how I feel based on who I'm with. That's not the type of love I want to talk about. Now, if I was talking about that type of love, y'all would go crazy. They're, all right, that's my love. I get goosebumps and chills and all that. All right. Although Yeros at times might make you feel good, it cannot provide a reliable basis for, for building a deep and meaningful relationship. And it's clear that it's not what you need to build on your relationship with God. Okay? So you got Philios, you got Yeros, and then you have the one that we're going to talk about today, Agape. Agape, unlike the previous two types of love, agape is not limited to being held hostage by its environment and someone's perception. The reason why agape can soar above these other ones is because it's based upon the commitment of a decision. And it entails the decisions to proactively seek someone's well-being. It's not conditional or circumstantial. Okay. Some of us have experienced love that was based on what I can do for you. Some of us was connected to love based on what somebody else can do for me. Sugar daddy, sugar mama, that type of love. But when it comes to God's love, it's not conditional or circumstantial. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. And since it is not a knee-jerk reaction or just a responsive feeling to how we have been being treated, agape is capable of acting in certain ways that you would normally not act on the other loves. Like when you have an agape love, you can walk in a hostile environment and not be hostile. When you walk in an agape love, you can love people that you know for a fact don't love you back. When you're walking in an agape love, there's this joy that you have all the time. And so you smiling when you should be frowning because you have an agape love. Somebody shout agape. Agape. Once you experience this expression of love, then you can express it. One of the problems that we have in the church is we always talk about love, but we don't know how to express love. But when you understand that love is more than just a four-letter word, it's an action. And so love is not based on what you say. It's really based on what you do. And so you can't tell me that you love me if your action says something different. If I had time, I would talk about Tina Turner because she asked the question, what's love got to do with it? 
I thought about that because her perception of love was not based on an agape love. It was based on circumstance and perception. And so she didn't understand that love has everything to do with it. But the fact that you didn't have a true introduction to love, you had to ask the question what love got to do with it. But I believe that we as believers, once we experience the love of God, we don't have to ask the question. We know what love has to do with it. See, Tina thought that love was based on you beating me up and buying me stuff. She thought that love was you taking me out the hood in the juke joint and putting me on the stage, but you controlled me. So what she did was she accepted his type of love because she never experienced a real love. Uh, Come here, Mary J. Blass. Now, if I had to talk about Mary, I know this ain't our type of service, but it's Love People Day, right? Mary, she was searching for a real love because she didn't know where the real love was. And when you're not connected, oh my God, when you're not connected to Jesus, you're going to always say, I'm searching for a real love. But when you get a hold of the agape love of Jesus, the search is over. And so Jesus, Jesus, let's get some Bible. Jesus taught his disciple that the world would know that we were his people based on the godly agape love that not only we showed towards one another, but towards the world. It's amazing how uh, uh, we are God's people, which means that we should have his characteristics. And so if one of God's characteristics is love, that means we should walk in love. How is it that we could come to church every Sunday and say that we love God, but we don't love people? Because the Bible clearly says, by this men will know that you are my disciples. So you can't tell me you love me unless you're showing me you love me. Elbow your neighbor and say, do you really love me? Now, 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 without the foundation of love, everything you do will be stagnant and unproductive. Without the foundation of love, everything you do will be stagnant and unproductive. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 in the New Living. Without the foundation of love, everything you do will be stagnant and unproductive. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 1 through 3 in the new living he says this if i speak all the languages of of earth and of angels but didn't love others i would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal if i had the gift of prophecy and if i understood all of god's secret plans and possessed all knowledge And if I had such faith that I could move mountains, y'all know we got that type of faith. But I didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Please understand that if you're operating in life without the foundation of love, basically what you're doing will cause you to be unproductive and stagnant. 
And it's interesting because when Paul wrote this book to the church of Corinth, I thought about the church of today because, you know, we, we're synonymous for speaking in tongues and going in and, 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 oh, my God, I love the Lord, but we won't speak to our neighbor. Watch this. The Lord gave me a revelation. He says the thing that we do here in the church has no effect out there in the world if the foundation is not love. So we come in here and we hustle that about, oh God, I said that. But when we get out there, it's not effective because the foundation ain't love. And you wonder why your witness ain't working. You can't come to church and, oh, I love God and you falling out. But when you get to work, you don't speak. And we, were, we wonder, why, why, why don't nobody ask me to pray for them? The word around the job is, Sister Johnson ain't feeling good today. We had to get somebody from the third floor to pray for her because we don't know what type of Christian you're going to be today. Simply because your love is inconsistent. You can't come, come on man, you can't come and you want to love on me because you feel good. You got your income tax. You, you really loving today. Everybody in the office, sodas on me. I love everybody. <laughs> but when your attitude ain't right, you don't want to speak to nobody. I ain't in it today. Don't be bothered with me. I'm, I'm You wake up in the morning. Anybody say something to me today? I'm going in because I'm just not feeling it. No, you can't have a just not feeling it day. I got a news flash for all of the believers. You do not get to have I am not feeling it day oh I'm sorry some of y'all looked at me like I'm really not feeling it right now (laughs) I don't care nothing about all this confetti and love people stuff I only came here because my mama made me no (laughs) things that we do here in church has no effect out there in the world if the foundation is not love. Love is an action word, and it derives from the Father. Love, watch this, love produces things that's beneficial to our lives. 1 Corinthians 13, go to verse 4 in the New Living. You got love as the foundation, it produces things that's beneficial to your life. So for those of you who have not been getting benefits from your love, here's why. Simply because you don't have the foundation of love for real. You got a form of godliness. (laughs) You think it's agape, but it's filios. I'm just loving you because I'm supposed to love my brother. But when you have real love, it produces things that's beneficial to my life. Love is patient and kind love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude listen I need people in my life that's not rude y'all may not appreciate a good greeting but I like walking in church and say hey praise the Lord and I get a hey praise the Lord back 
that's my benefit because my foundation is love. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Many of you are getting seeds that you planted, but you don't understand why you're getting it. The reason why you're getting a rude response is because you sow rude things. Elbow your neighbor and say, you better check your love. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice and rejoices, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. When I saw that, I was trying to figure out how is it that you can connect faith with love. But then I realized that if I'm going to believe in a God whose characteristics is love, I get the benefit of loving and putting my faith with it to make it work. Faith works better when you love what you believe. <laughs> you better catch that. That one in my notes. I had to put my love offering in my own pocket. Love works better. <laughs> Faith works better when you love what you believe. If I'm believing God for something and I'm really loving what I'm believing, God, God, he has to honor that because God honors the love that I have that he gave me. So I'm going to give it back to him so that he can produce what he promised. Don't ask me to say that again because it just came out. Love never fails, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Somebody shout love. love. You do know that you have the capacity to love people past their past. Which means technically I should hate you. But because I'm operating in a new type of love, I'm going to love you even though you did what you did to me. I got to love you because agape love is not conditional. It's not circumstantial. So I don't base my love for you based on how you treated me back in the day. I got to base my love for you because of the God that I'm serving and who I'm walking with. And the church, the church has to have love in full effect in this hour. The world needs love, and they're looking for it. You know, uh, I heard this song years ago. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. I never really paid attention to this line till yesterday. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. So I did some research. Do you know that it's 2.3 billion Christians in the world? 2.3, watch this, 2.3 billion Christians in the world. But it's the only thing that there's just too little of. Either somebody false flagging or messing with the numbers of Christians, or or we're not loving like we're supposed to be. Because there's no way, watch this, that there's 2.3 billion Christians, but it's the only thing that there's just too little of. Yeah. 2.3 billion, y'all didn't even know it was that many Christians. Y'all didn't know there was that many people in the world, did you? 2.3, oof, 
that's a lot of if 2.3 billion people Christians loved one person a day we would impact 2.3 billion people a day but it's the only thing that it's just too little of so I, th- I started to think about that and it's amazing to me how the enemy always finds ways to make a mockery out of the church and watch this I believe that we are in a season where God is raising up a remnant of people to put love on their hearts to establish a national day where 2.3 billion Christians has no other choice but to love people on that day at least so I don't care how snurly your attitude is at least on September 30th you can love somebody you know you got some people who just mean and snurly I ain't, I ain't loving nobody I don't want no t-shirt <laughs> people need to experience true love and that love only comes from God 1st John chapter 4 new living let's stand in new living I like the new living 1st John chapter 4 verse 7 verse 7 1st John chapter 4 verse 7 people need to experience true love and that love only comes from God and we, if we are followers of God we should be able to meet the needs of the people that need love. He says, dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from who? Love comes from who? Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. For God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God so much, but he loved us so much that he sent his son as a sacrifice for us. And so if he can demonstrate love for us, we should be able to demonstrate love to the world. Understand, this is the type of love that God is looking for in this season. Now, I got three things. Living in God's love or living in agape love, it does three things. If you're taking notes, write these down. Living in God's love or living in agape love does three things. Number one, it keeps you focused. Number one, it keeps you focused. It's amazing how we have so many believers in the church that's not focused. But if you can establish a foundation of love it'll keep you focused Mark chapter 12 (laughs) focus go to Mark chapter 12 verse 30 and 31 in the new living but the word focus is the center or focal point of something the focus is the target of something do you know if we can focus on the love of God the whole world can be impacted Mark chapter 12, verse 30 and 31 says, And you must love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. If you can focus on these, do you not know that your life can flow much better? 
Love keeps you focused. Number two, love keeps you faithful. <laughs> love keeps you faithful. The word faithful means staying true to one's word. Faithful means staying committed to the promises or the vows. And when you understand that love is connected to your faithfulness, you, you won't be so quick to walk out. Songwriter says, your love never fails, it never gives up, never runs out. Right. That's faithfulness. I'm committed. Which means, because I don't keep no record of wrong, you can do wrong that I know about, but because of my love towards you, I got to be faithful. It don't matter what my wife do. Because the foundation is love and I get faithfulness from my love, I'm good. I love you so, you're so precious to me, Lord Jesus. <laughs> it ain't even our anniversary, but the anniversary spirit is in the room. <laughs> what flows from the head, y'all better get it. <laughs> whatever Pastor them doing later, I'm doing too. Because whatever flows from the head comes down. That's because of the love. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, y'all stop, 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 stop. So, 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 agape love. Shh. Y'all got my pastor London up here, Red. Y'all better stop it. <laughs> Living in agape love, number one, it keeps you focused. Number two, it keeps you faithful. In John chapter 14, verse 15, it talks about uh, the love that Jesus had. It caused the disciples to do what he taught. And so when you understand his love, it keeps you faithful to the mission, to the task, to the assignment, because uh, this type of love keeps you faithful. Lastly, it's a lot of other ones, but I'm going to just give you these. So uh, lastly, and agape love keeps you free. Free. What is free? Free means to be exempt or released from restraints, controls, or burdens. When you establish this agape love, it connects you to a freedom that only comes from God. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Then, then in verse 17, it lets us know that he didn't come to condemn us, but he came to free us. And it's amazing how many people are in church and you're condemned. That was never the intent of God. He didn't come to condemn you. He came to love you. Now watch this. And not only love you, but to free you. Free you from what? From anger. Free you from rejection, from strife, from selfishness, self-centeredness, frustration, condemnation, and offense. And the list goes on and on and on. You do know that you don't have to walk in those things because Jesus already gave his life so that you can be free from those things. So once you accept his love, you accept your freedom. You looking for, I heard you in the spirit. You looking for a way out, you need to receive his love so you can get your freedom. 
You looking for a way? Because some of y'all, we always got some scam, some type of trick, some type of little thing that we're going to try to do to be free. All you got to do is accept his love and receive your freedom. And the funny thing is, this is not the world's people. It's happening in the church. We know the scripture. We learned it when we was a kid. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever, y'all remember that? But we in church and we're condemned. As believers, got this revelation yesterday from my pastor. As believers, we can no longer partner with the enemy and cause people to feel condemned and pushed away. By this men will know that we are his disciples. And there's people that's in the church condemn. Right now, Pastor uh, told me about a guy that we prayed for yesterday. Steve, Freddie. Who was Steve? Me and Chris prayed for Steve with the dreads and the cigarette. We bogus. The man smoking the square pops. We walk up to him. Chris said, hey man, can I pray for you? He like, me? Yeah, put the cigarette to the side. You ain't got to put it out, but let us pray for you. And we prayed for him. And he said, thank you, I appreciate it. And put the square back in his mouth and get up on. <laughs> but we show love. And so, so Pastor was telling us about this guy named Freddie. He's talking to Freddie. Freddie says, do you know Jesus? Pastor said, yeah, I know Jesus. I, I, he lives with me. I'm, I need Jesus. I can't make it without Jesus. I'm with him every day. He said, do you know Jesus? He said, yeah, I know him. But I backslid. But he said, I backslid in such a way that you would have thought that he was thrown away into a pit or something. Because he was like, I backslid and that's it. Once you backslid, you can't come back. And so pastor began to minister to him and he said something that was key. This guy was in the world. But if you come into the church, you got the same condemnation on people in the church. Yeah, I know God. I love God. But I fell out of relationship with him. I backslid. Uh, I messed up. And we got to get this out of our, our environment and stop making people feel bad for messing up. You gonna mess up. But because the agape love is not conditional. It's not based on how many times you mess up. Filios love, you can mess up, we can fall out. I ain't never got to talk to you no more. But agape love says, even when you mess up and backslide, I still love you. Even when you turn your back on me, I'm still standing here saying, I still love you. And there are some people right now in the church, you feel rejected, you got strife, you feel pushed away. You feel condemned, you feel offended, something happened, and you feel like, I cannot get back to the Lord. And the Lord is saying, I have a, God, I have a love that's not based on what you do. But because I love you so much, when you get up and get yourself together, when you're not even together, I'm going to still be here. Many of you are in that place right now. You're at church. On love, National Love People Day, and you don't feel loved because you messed up.
because you made a bad decision. You backslid. You did something that you were not supposed to do. That might be you. I want you to come up here and I need you to position yourself to receive God's love. I'm reminded of a story, right? About a son who decided to go against the rules and ask his daddy if he could leave early. Against the rules, right? And so the Bible says that the daddy let him go. Knowing, please understand this, the father knew that the son wasn't ready, but he let him go anyway. So the son goes out, he wows out, loses all the money, party, just completely backslid against everything he knew what was right. So much so till he found himself in the pig pen hanging with pigs. Now, it's, it's a metaphor because many people mess up so bad, you may not be with the pigs, but you feel like a pig. You feel nasty. You feel dirty. I messed up. I can't go back home. The Bible says he came to himself. And the first thing he said when he came to himself is, I'm going back home with my father. Some people in here now, you need to come to yourself and say, I'm going back home to my father. What I love about this story, the father's love was so strong. Watch this. Nobody told him that his son was coming. But he sensed, y'all. The love was so strong, he decided just, he just happens to go outside that day. And the Bible says he saw his son down the road. This is a father's love. Watch it. He didn't just say, oh, that's my son. All right, he coming home. No. The Bible says that the love was so strong when he saw his son, he wasn't concerned about what his son did. He wasn't concerned. Oh my God. He wasn't concerned about how his son looked because you can't go from the, from the royal palace to the pigs now and come home looking good. No, you look like a pig. You smell like a pig. You probably dirty, stanky, funky, all of that. But the father didn't care. He... His love was unconditional. It, it, it wasn't based on circumstance. And he saw his son. He said, you know what? That's my boy. That's, that's my son. So he gets to running. And let me tell you something about God. When you're on your way home, God loves you so much, he's not even going to let you come all the way home. He's going to meet you halfway. He loves he loved his son so much that he started running to catch him. And when he caught him, he hugged him. And if I can use my spiritual imagination, he said, son, I'm not mad with you, but I'm madly in love with you. Come on home. I'm, I'm finna throw a party. It's about to be a party, y'all. Y'all, come on. Let's get the barbecue grill. Let's get my baby a robe because I have an unconditional love and I want my baby to come home. So, some of you, oh my God, you messed up, and you feeling like God can't possibly.
possibly love me after all of the stuff? After all of the stuff I've done, God can't possibly love me. But, but that's, that, that father is standing on the, on the porch saying, is that you? Come home. I'm going to meet you halfway. I don't know who you are, but if that's you, you need to come. I'll meet you halfway. If that's you, you need to come. I'll meet you halfway. You feel alone. You feel rejected. You feel like that's one. It's about six more. It's about six more. some more he's not by himself and watch this the root to you not moving is your pride you saying I don't want nobody to know what I've been through I, I don't want nobody to know that I backslid and I messed up guess what we all know cause you smell like a pig uh huh they still coming they still coming they still coming they still coming no, it's some more. Y'all keep coming. The father is not mad with you, but he loves you unconditional. It's not based on circumstance or condition, but God loves you. Bobby, can I do this? I need, I need, I need some, some, some of these seasoned saints that's full of love to come and just give a representation of God's love to some of these people. Come here, let me get, come on, Mama Vine. Come on, Mama. Yeah. Yeah. They need to know what it feels like to be in the arms of G. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Elder Sylvia. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, they're still coming. They're still coming. Yeah. Yeah. Look. I don't want you to miss your moment. Because the Father is here with open arms and He's waiting to receive you back. He's waiting to receive you back. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's some on the balcony. I need you to come on down here. Come on down here and receive this love. Yeah. Uh, now, listen. Everybody standing. Everybody standing. When I was in my prayer time yesterday, the Lord says, there are many people in bondage simply because you have not yet received the love of God. And some of you, you've experienced it, but you're disconnected from it. So, everybody gets love today. So wherever you are, find one person. If you got your spouse, get your spouse. If you be released to encourage somebody else, I need you to find one person and just hug them with two hands and just tell them I love you with the love of God. Come on, just find one person. 
get you some love. Find somebody and get you some love. Listen, if you did not come, it's not too late for you to come. Three things. You said, Pastor, I want to receive that love. This Pastor Tuan preached about and taught about today. That love is Jesus. It's not too late for you to come. Find one of the aisles and make it down there. Better yet, raise your hand and somebody will walk with you. But get to this altar in Jesus' name. So you said, Pastor, I know Jesus. I've received that love. But I need a local church to be a part of. And I believe God is calling me here. Found one of these owls and coming to this altar real quick. He said, I want to be a part of this local house. I want you all to pastor us. We can grow here. We can we can learn here. Come on, get one of the owls and meet me up here right now in Jesus' name. Yeah, here they come. Here, come on, y'all get out of their way. Let them up. And clap for them. Encourage. They're coming. Come. 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 From the balcony, come. If it's sitting downstairs, come up. Yeah. Listen, this is, this, listen, this is not just, yeah. This is not just something we do at the end of the service to be doing it. This is precious. This is precious. And listen, this whole day, listen, this whole day, that's, that's the sound of freedom. Don't y'all just celebrate with her. Yeah. This whole day, listen, is bigger than giving out candy and donuts to the policemen. It's about Jesus, the love of God. Jesus is the grace of God. And like he was telling you yesterday, and we prayed for, hey, sister, we prayed for that brother named Freddie. And it hit my heart so strong because when I, he asked me that, he's like, do Jesus love you? He take care of you. And I told him. And when he said he was a backslider, he was broken. And like he said, he said it as if I'm done. There's nothing else can happen for me. With tears in his eyes, we begin to minister the grace of God to him. And what I learned was that's not just out there at the park. 
There's people in church, and we can't partner with the enemy and make people feel like you're done. We can't do that. The grace of God is here. Last call. You're here. He says, I need to receive that love. I want to be a part of this church. Get out of your seat. You say, I'm backslid and I've messed up. But I sense his grace and his love today. Get out of your seat. Come here to me. Come on. Ask your neighbor. Say, is that you he's talking to? Ask your neighbor. Say, is that you he's talking to? Say, I'll go up there with you, but let's, let's make this happen today. Yeah, come on. Clap and encourage them in Jesus' name. Good stuff. Listen, all those that have come, there should be somebody here to take you downstairs. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a sign here. It says follow me. So if you came to this altar, if you got belongings at your seat, grab those belongings. If somebody came with you, they'll wait for you. But you're gonna go up this aisle and follow this brother here. He's gonna take you to our prayer room and hook you up. Just five minutes of your time. Can you do that for us, please? Come on, celebrate these great people. Oh, come on here. Also, listen, if you're our first-time guest, there's a sign up this side. If, you, if you're here for the very first time, they have a brief reception for you. We went way over our time. We got to church, you know, about, you know, 1045, but we're late today. And so... Um, but there's something for you. If you're a first-time guest, grab your stuff and get to this aisle. See the sign up here? If you're upstairs, come down, but take your time coming down the stairs. If you're upstairs, but go ahead. Yeah, they're going. They follow her. Follow her. Yeah, come on. Clap for them as they go out. All of our first-time guests. Keep clapping. There you go. From upstairs. Yeah. Keep clapping. Take your time coming down, precious. Take your time coming out with that baby. Keep clapping. All right. Wonderful. Everybody standing for just a second. Yeah, I I, I wanted to just say something before we go. Can you do that, please? Sonia? Yeah. Either one of you. Somebody come and say something to, to us. Yeah. Pastor Twan, listen, before you clap for them, y'all celebrate Pastor Twan. I, I, I'm all, I always said I'm grateful for all the gifts in the house. And I told him, I said, I'm going to sit down today. You're going to preach. And I sat down and he preached. Wasn't it good? We have with us today from um, Inspiration 1390, Sister Marcella and Sister Sonia. Come on, let's hear for them. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. It is such an honor and a privilege to be here and honor your pastors. Happy, happy anniversary. Happy birthday. Listen, I don't know if you really understand and, and, and is it really registering what this day is? Because your pastors, your ministry have set such a, such a thing for years to come. I mean, their children and children's children and children's children. Amen. It's National Love People Day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And let me tell you, when I first walked in, 
in the door, I felt the love because the sister, I don't know her name, but she gave me her last wrist brand. And I was so grateful that she gave it to me. So I felt the love as I walked into the room. And I just wanted to say one thing about, because I know you hear me all the time talk about, I love me some you. And it really happened because I had made a decision in my life that as I was going to get free and I was going to allow the Lord to keep me, meaning abstaining. Amen, sisters. Amen, brothers. Hello. And so when I made that decision, I had made it because of hurt. I had got hurt so many times and I said, Lord, I'm going to love people. I'm going to love them unconditionally. I don't care how they do me. I don't care if they don't speak. God, I don't care. Just use me to just be a vessel to love everybody that I see. And so I began to start telling people I love me some you. And it just started just to just magnify because then listeners started calling saying I love me some you. And God used that thing to just magnify to it came. It became who I am. And so I encourage you today. Love is not something that you got to pay for. You can give it to somebody for free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So listen, I close my show out every single day by saying that if you don't know anything else about Marcella Jones, always know this. I love me some you. Pastors, I have enjoyed myself today. The ministry, did y'all enjoy the word today? I was back there recording, Lord. I cannot wait to post this on you on our Facebook page. I was recording, and I just want to thank you so much for the love that you have shown today. I don't know what kind of church this is. <laughs> but y'all off the chain, and I have never, ever in my life. <laughs> I have never, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to let Sonya talk. I I have never, ever in my life came to church with jeans on Sunday and some gym shoes. Okay? Okay? And when I talked to Faith, I said, Faith, are you sure that they going to have on gym shoes and jeans? She said, wet. So when I came up, security escorted me, and I said, I don't see your gym shoes. Where your gym shoes at, sir? And he said, I promise when you get in, you're going to feel at home. And he was right. When I got in, hallelujah, I felt at home. Hallelujah. I love you, Lifeline Church. I love you, Lifeline Church. Come on, it's National Love People Day. And like Marcella said, love is so contagious. I was trying to make my way to get here from the radio this morning. I was on V103, and I was determined to let everybody on the radio know that today is National Love People Day. So awesome that Pastor Reggie and London Royal were able to call in. And as I lit up the airwaves about love, you should see the testimonies that came in. People said that I had, you know, I had not forgiven my brother or my sister. I've been holding grudges. And I tell you, when we talked about the love, how it is forgiving, how it's kind, how it's patient, the people, even on the radio, people that didn't even know about the love of God, their lives were changed because today is National Love People Day. And so I want to thank Pastor Reggie and London Royal for stepping up to the plate as people of God, as which we should, we should all do as people of, of God, and doing some things that are out of the box, things that really mean what God wants us to do. And so I celebrate you and I salute you today. Give it up for your pastors on making it National Love People Day. And as long as I'm on the radio, we're going to continue to celebrate this.
Independence Day every year, September 30th, Marcel and I, we are going to come back to this church on National People Love Day, and we're going to saturate the world. We're going to saturate the earthways. We're going to saturate our people with the love of God. In Jesus' name, National Love People Day. Come on, Lifeline, let's hear it for them. Now, now look around the room. Jay Nibis, I want to see you next Sunday. Next Sunday, listen to me carefully. Next Sunday. Thank you all for all the love and, and the anniversary um, wishes and the birthday wishes. Um, but but next Sunday, tell your neighbor, say next Sunday. Tell them, say, you don't want to miss next Sunday. Tell them something very special is going to happen and you don't want to miss it. So you should be here next Sunday. Say, as a matter of fact, you should probably come Saturday night so you can get a seat. No, just... Listen, we love you all so much. Can y'all hear me? Because I, I just said we love you all so much. And it is a pleasure to lead such a wonderful church. It is a pleasure to walk in the grace of God. Thank you, sister. Um, I speak grace, peace, and blessings over everyone here today. That this whole love thing, even, even before we try to give it away, that we receive it fully ourselves. In the name of Jesus. Come on, say this. Say, Father, I thank you that you love me completely. Yeah, think about that. Let that sink in. So we went over time, but it was all great. Thank you so much. This has been an amazing day, right? And not just because it's National Love People Day, and not just it's because his 36th birthday and our 23rd year anniversary, but because this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will always, always, always rejoice and be glad in it. (laughs) But thank you all so, so very much. We felt the love, we feel the love, and we do, we, we truly do. We love each and every one of you. And now you go out today and make sure that you you do some selfless act. A hug, you know, a smile, you know, buy somebody dinner, do something. Love gives. Say love gives. So give some love away today. Amen. Amen. So again, next Sunday, don't miss it. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Home with the Royals. Tune in. Huh? 
Got to sing happy birthday. That's what she said. Well, we receive. I receive. Happy birthday and anniversary, right? Go ahead. Ready? One, two, three. Cha, cha, cha. Cha, cha, cha. right happy anniversary to us tomorrow night 9 p.m central standard time tune in facebook live we're going to talk about some really great stuff um, about our journey some things that have happened to us you don't want to miss tomorrow night go in peace have a great lunch enjoy your family and we'll see you wednesday night and next sunday in jesus name